0: Welcome in to News and Views with Tom Lamprecht. The stories you've heard and the ones you need to hear. Tonight, the State of the Union. The greatest threat to our future is our national debt. Mr. President, congressional republicans are ready to act. The horrible earthquake in Turkey.
1: Deploying additional teams to support Turkish search and rescue efforts.
0: A Chinese spy balloon. The balloon is indecisive Biden. He always screws up. We did the right thing. Your life, your values, your voice. This is News and Views with Tom Lambrecht on Talk
1: 96.3 and 103.7.
0: All right, welcome in. Um, You know, Joe always talks about how the rich need to pay their fair share. Interestingly, one of the first things he is doing with the IRS, cracking down on waitresses and waiters. So they're trying to develop a... More exact science for taxing your tips. So all the baloney he talks about when he wants to go after the rich, first thing he does is he comes after those who uh, make a modest income, people that would actually go out and work for a living. You know, I, I do like, I, I like waitresses and waiters because they're, they're actually capitalists. You know, the harder they work, the better service they get, the more money they get. Oh yeah. And 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 I know they get stiffed once in a while. My girls were waitresses when they were growing up going through colleges and I know they get stiffed, but
2: still.
0: <sighs> yeah, and that's a good that is that's a good
2: experience job for someone starting out just cause you know It's hey, real life.
0: Yeah, it's real life and you're dealing with personalities of all over the page you oh know. my goodness my daughter would come home from chilies <laughs> mm. <laughs> if she got stiffed i mean they, they'd make good money on the weekends i mean they'd, they'd come home and you know they do a lot better in six hours there than they could anywhere else i mean oh absolutely on a saturday night they'd come home with a couple of hundred dollars but when she'd get stiffed <laughs> ooh we <laughs> if she wasn't happy wasn't nobody happy in the house uh Carolina Journal's got an interesting story out. Today, an ACLU North Carolina lobbyist by the name of Christy Puckett-Williams made graphic sexual harassing comments to conservative radio host Pete Kaliner during a Twitter discussion regarding North Carolina Senate Bill 49. We've talked about this several times. It's the Parents' Bill of Rights. Puckett-Williams, Deputy Director of Engagement at the ACLU of North Carolina, tweeted Kay Liner criticizing his support of the bill and used more graphic directions for performing sexual acts than I can repeat here. <laughs> I mean, this is, think of the worst thing that a woman could tell a man to do, and it, 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 that's about how bad it is, graphic <laughs> just, yeah, think of the worst. Um, I just It's just un, unbelievable that a, 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 quite frankly, that a female human being would, would sink this low. I mean, I, I don't want to sound prudish, but this is beyond being
2: prudish. Oh, my gosh.
0: I, I'm surprised she eats with that mouth.
2: <laughs> I mean, you're talking a potty mouth.
0: Ooh. Hmm. Uh, Carolina Journal reached out to the ACLU of North Carolina to inquire if Puckett Williams was still employed by them after this tirade. They declined to issue any criticism of Puckett Williams' statements made by. Listen to this. I mean, that, can you imagine if a conservative had said something as vile about a, a liberal, or if a man had said something, a conservative man had said something so vile about a liberal woman? This is what the ACLU says. Statements made by employees of the ACLU of North Carolina do not reflect the opinions or policies of our organization. ACLU of North Carolina said in their statement, quote, we respect the right of everyone, including employees of the ACLU of North Carolina, to exercise their constitutional right to free speech as guaranteed by the First Amendment, which includes the right to express their views as individuals on their personal social media platforms. Mm. Listen, this reflects your organization. When someone and listen, if you if you say what did she say? Go go to the Carolina uh, Journal and you can read the article. Yeah, go to Carolina Journal. But I'm, but we would lose our license if we repeated what she said, even though it's news, we'd <laughs> we'd be in trouble.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm sitting here trying to think of some synonyms that's SEC approved, but they don't exist. Uh. <laughs> and
0: quite frankly, it's anatomically impossible to do what she suggested, but. Um, Not everybody uh, was convinced by the ACLU statement. The ACLU's response is a great defense for the First Amendment, but no one is wondering if Congress should pass a law to stop these type of tweets, said Donald Bryson, president of the John Locke Foundation. Quote, the question is whether or not the ACLU truly believes that a public advocate hired by them can say whatever they want to to anyone at any time while representing the organization. It's bad lobbying, bad politics, a bad look, when that same person is attacking a bill about codifying rights for parents. Now, this is obvious, an extension of her work at the ACLU. Oh, yeah. you, you don't think the ACLU is, is in full agreement with her that the Parents' Bill of Rights needs to be done away with, that it shouldn't pass the North Carolina legislature? Of course they, they believe that. But, I mean, the, the very fact, yes, listen, you represent more than just yourself. If you're working for an organization and you're out in public, making constantly, I mean, just going beyond the pale and making a, trying to keep it PG here, making a jerk of yourself and saying vile things, that's not a reflection of the larger organization for which you work. Yeah, you yeah. know, you talk about conduct, you know. I'm a free speech person. Uh <laughs> But it carries. But there's a responsibility, a responsibility. and there's a ramifications when you misuse that free speech. And,
2: and I always say, you know, when you're on someone else's time and their dime, then you can't always say what you want to. I mean, just like uh, you know, I can pretty much say what I want to here uh, on the radio here, as long as we don't lose our license. But uh, but this, this is
0: ridiculous. She's from Charlotte. Did you know that? I did not. Yeah, she's from Charlotte. She has been an advocate for freeing violent prisoners. Her work on some legislation regarding incarcerated pregnant women have been celebrated by Roy Cooper, who made her a speaker at a bill-signing event. She's also been celebrated by Attorney General Josh Stein and given the Dogwood Award. What is the Dogwood Award? Hm. I don't know. Carolina Journal spoke to her at a rally for prisoners in December 2021, where she was defending freeing prisoners, saying, quote, most of these those people were involved in violent with someone they knew or loved. Oh, they loved them real well, didn't they? So, so if, if you, you if you kill somebody that you're related to, apparently that's not as heinous as if it's a stranger. Uh, one-time actions, bad decisions, heated situations. We're, we're not talking about ser- serial killers or rapists. This, this person has got a warped sense of right and wrong. Uh, how do we know what they need if we're just locking them away? Well, we may not know what they need, but we know that they're bad people, and we want to keep them away from everybody else how do we know we can't disrupt and interrupt the pattern of behavior if we haven't tried <laughs> listen by the time you get to beating the tar out of someone killing someone or raping someone chances are that isn't your first uh, rodeo in the world of thuggery yeah
2: and and for someone that's been involved in uh i've been in, involved in some local uh domestic violence uh family violence prevention causes and for her to take that position, seeing some of the things that I've seen, um, to, to me, is unbelievable. The Dogwood Award is awarded by the Attorney General of North Carolina um, each year for people that make their communities safer, stronger, and healthier. Unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> and this individual won the award? Well, you know, Josh Stein, you know, he's, it's going to be a Democrat love fest or wherever he, yeah. he picks. Yeah
0: well so uh christy puckett williams
2: yeah 43 years old born in charlotte and has got a mouth yeah just you got to go you just got to go read the article you know maybe um maybe pete Buttigieg could explain some of the things she's talking about i don't know just just a thought (laughs) i mean i don't know I shouldn't laugh. I mean, he's a transportation guy, you know, so maybe he can. (laughs) Okay, next
0: story. Yes, thank you. (laughs) Uh, Joe, tonight, delivers his uh, hour-long... you think he'll make it an hour? Mm, I mean, Trump would go to a good 90 minutes. Clinton would go on at two hours.
2: Yeah, just notice tonight if he... I'm sure he'll have tons of makeup on, but uh, I know the, I know one of the last big presentations he had, it wasn't State of the Union. It was one of uh, one of the very few public appearances he's had. Like, he's only had like two or three, you know, for extended lengths of time since he's been in office. But I know he had scars all on his on his uh, hands, which, you know, I just got to believe was IVs.
0: Well, if, if he wheels out an IV right next to him, we'll, we'll know maybe he will go longer And by the old. way,
1: my Corvette's in a locked garage. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, thank, you. Thank,
0: thank you, John. Yeah. Well, you know,
2: at 9 o'clock at night, I, I just can't see him going more. If I had to guess, I'd say
0: about 45 minutes. Well, prepare yourself as he lies, embellishes, hallucinates. Uh, the cognitively impaired one tries to convince you that all is well in the United States. Tonight, don't buy it. Now, last week he gave a bit of a preview when he said on Friday, Today I'm happy to report that the state of the union and the state of our economy is strong. He went on to say, We learned this morning that our economy has created 517,000 jobs just last month. And as I said that day, and I will repeat again, You Watch, that will be revised within the next 30 to 60 days down. And even as the job market reaches historic highs, inflation continues to come down. Inflation has now fallen for six straight months. Then a reporter, this is a cut four, Clark. Then a reporter burst his bubble by asking, do you take any blame for inflation, Mr. President?
2: I
1: take any blame
0: for inflation? No.
1: Why not?
2: Because it was already there when I got here, man. Remember what the economy was like when I got here? (laughs) Jobs were hemorrhaging. Inflation was rising. We weren't manufacturing a damn thing here. We were in real economic difficulty. That's why I don't.
0: Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, man. You remember, man. You remember.
2: But, you know, when when inflation started just skyrocketing, pretty much right after Biden took office and they passed that monstrosity BS. uh,
0: Inflation Reduction Inflation
2: Reduction Act. Um, You know, he talked about, hey, this is the Putin's price hike. When asked the question, well, it's a worldwide problem. It's not just isolating the United States. There's not a lot we can do about it. It's a worldwide problem. But now that it's starting to slide down a little bit, oh, we've done this, we've done that. See, see, the Inflation Reduction Act is working. Oh, yeah. Which the truth of the matter is most of that spending hadn't even started um, until
0: really just a few months ago. Well, consider this. Now, he's going to he's going to get up, and he's going to repeat what he said last Friday. Let's start with inflation. Uh, just a few months ago, it was at a 40-year high. In December of 2020, the last month of Trump's presidency, the inflation rate was
1: 1.4%.
0: <coughs> According to the uh, Bureau of Labor Statistics, the average for the entire year of 2020 was 1.2%. Biden gets elected. Kills the Keystone Keystone Pipeline. Froze student debt. Joined the Paris Climate Accord. Made a pathway for illegals to gain citizenship. halted construction of the border wall. That was all action he took on day one. Oh, yeah. That was day one. In his first six months in office, inflation went from 1.4% to 5.4%. It was the worst in 2022, rising to 1.9% in June of last year. And... And now he is bragging because it's come down to six point five percent. That's
2: the new norm, though. I, I, I may honestly think, I think it is the goal of the Democrats for this to be the new norm with inflation, because and this is what's going to happen. And I, I'll get down in the weeds. I'm not going to get down in the weeds, but the only way for us to get out of this debt situation in, in the country, inflated away, inflated away, yeah, no. inflated no. away. And that's so. I think this is the new norm. Um, and what's what's going to happen with these? I mean, if it just stays at six and a half percent when we roll back around this fall when they have a you know re up the social security, the social security will follow the the c p i for the previous twelve months if we have another six six and a half percent increase like we had what eight point seven percent last year. I mean, people think our Social Security problem's a problem. It's, a, it's going to be a whole lot worse. But, but already, right now, before all this happened, it was scheduled to run dry in 2035. Now, and I know that sounds like a long ways away. That is 12 years from now. I mean, it's scary. Thus, thus the solution, go out and get vaccinated.
0: Uh, so take a look at gas prices. <laughs> Shots in arms. He's yeah. going to talk you about how gas prices have come down. When Biden took office, a gallon of gas was 238 today it's 3.46 but he's going to brag about and by the way that's 50% higher 46% to be exact but uh, he's going to come back and and again he'll he'll blame as you said earlier he'll blame putin which by the way it rose to 3.50 before russia ever did anything in ukraine gas prices are now down a dollar 50 the high last june was $4.93 and so again, he'll go bragging that hey, gas prices are coming down.
2: He won't mention that strategic oil reserves at yeah. a fifty-year oh, low. Bingo.
0: Uh, food prices, by the numbers. Again, he's going to tell you the economy is uh, high. Uh, the, co- the economy is strong. Food prices are high. Um, in 2022, food, food prices increased by 9.9 percent. Uh, food at home prices. So if you if you you know you don't go out to eat obviously it's still cheaper to eat at home than it is to go out to eat, but food prices for home, your grocery bill, has increased by 11.4%. Restaurant has increased by 7.7%, which is because restaurants are eating the difference. And honestly, I do not believe that
2: 11% number.
0: I I do not. Well, it depends on what you're looking at. I mean, certain (laughs) foods are just, well, for eggs, for example. Eggs increased 11.1% in just December. In one month, they increased by 11.1%. Uh, In 2021, uh, since 2021, egg prices have gone up 60%. Egg prices are predicted to go up another 27% in 2023, according to the USDA. In 2023, prices are predicted to increase meats 12%, dairy 8%, fats and oils 16.5%, fruits and vegetables 9.6%, Sugar and sweets, 106 Cereals, 12%. Non-alcoholic beverages, 8.9%. Other foods, 6.8%. This is according to Biden's own agencies. Uh, then he's going to tell you that the wages have gone up. that The average citizen's wages have gone up, which is true. In a nutshell, Biden's entire president, since he's been president, wages have risen by 10%. The problem is... Inflation has risen by fourteen percent. Yeah, so that means you're four percent behind <clears> the eight ball. But he'll brag about wages going up. You wait. Yeah, and I gotta believe, uh, other than people that,
2: you know, I mean, there's Democrats and Republicans on, on both sides that uh, people that are wealthy. I mean, inflation really don't impact them really, uh, not their everyday lives. But it's uncomfortable, but they don't. Yeah, their eating patterns it, don't change anything. Not not much. But uh, you gotta believe most of Americans will. If so they listen to this, they'll—I mean—they'll I mean, they'll call BS from the start. It's like, I mean, they—I mean, they live. A lot of people live paycheck to paycheck. Some people live month to month, and they know what their bills are. Well,
0: you know, what's really interesting is—you know—traditionally, I don't want to be overly stereotyping here, but traditionally, suburban women have voted Democrat. Well, suburban women, and again, I don't like chauvinist. I know the I, cowboy.
1: I—I <laughs> know, I—I
0: know that. <laughs> Guys go out and do grocery shopping sometimes, too. But primarily, it's suburban women that are going out and doing the grocery shopping. They've got to be looking at Joe Biden tonight and saying, you idiot. What are you talking about? You are a liar. <laughs> uh, the American mood by the numbers, according to that new Washington ABC Post, uh, po- uh, Washington Post-ABC Washington Post News poll that came out over the weekend, 62% of Americans think Biden has accomplished not very much or little during his presidency. Um ABC News, the headline for this poll, record numbers of people are worse off, a recipe for political discontent. As I mentioned yesterday, 4 in 10 Americans said they've gotten worse off financially since Joe Biden became president. The most in ABC News, Washington Post polls dating back 37 years. you got to go back to the post-Jimmy Car- Carter days to uh, have news this bad. Are you better off? That's what Joe Joe Biden ought to be asking tonight. But um, he will prove tonight in his dementia-laden State of the Union union, that um, he thinks you are just dumb enough to say yes to that question. Are you better off? Well, the good thing about tonight's State
2: of the Union, and it's worth watching, is just watching it and not seeing Nancy Pelosi back there flapping her gums to keep her dentures from falling out. Don't mess with me. And, you know, you know, she's back there clapping like a seal at SeaWorld, throwing fish to her or something. I, mean, I will do anything. <laughs> so I don't want
0: to steal your line. That's what, but,
2: that's what Paul Pelosi said.
0: <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to steal Benny's line. I don't know if this is original with you, but uh, Bill, we were texting back and forth earlier today, and uh, he wanted to call today's... Uh, program uh polident withdraws its uh, <laughs> sponsorship of the state of the union That's an original that was good <laughs> I, I laughed out loud when i saw that hey we gotta take a time out stay with us more news reviews coming up a collection of question marks a lot of questions why no logic No reason, no explanation. Just a prolonged nightmare. Worst nightmare of their lives. This long nationwide nightmare. We'll start collecting clues as to the whys, the what's, and the where's.
1: Neighborhood by neighborhood. literally knocking on doors. This is your worst nightmare. The nightmare. It
0: would be a nightmare. Worst nightmare. We will not end the nightmare. We'll only explain it. Explain us Because this... Yeah. this is News and Views with Tom and Benny on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Welcome back in. 29 minutes past the top of the hour. A quick look at your weather forecast. Tonight, some clouds, a low of 43. Tomorrow, lots of sunshine with a high of 71. Get out and enjoy. Tomorrow night, partly cloudy, a low of 46. Mostly cloudy skies on Thursday, but the high gets up to 74. And then the rain comes back in on Friday with a high of 69, a 75% chance of rain. So get out the next couple of days and enjoy. Uh, It looks like we'll have a, a fair amount of rain Friday through Sunday, at least showers on and off. Weather brought to you by our friends at the Ironwood Golf and Country Club voted best golf course in Greenville for the fourth year in a row. Ironwood boasts an 18-hole Lee trevino design course, members-only full-service dining areas, monthly social events, a competition-sized swimming pool, clay tennis courts, making Ironwood the perfect place to make new traditions with your family. Join Ironwood right now with no initiation fee. Contact Membership Director Jenna Doyle. Her number is 252-752-4653 <laughs> to learn more. This would be a great time to join right now as the weather is starting to warm up and the golf will be great.
2: Yeah, I was wondering about the weather. I was looking at the weather for Sunday for the Super Bowl, but I don't think it's going to matter since it's in Glendale, Arizona.
0: Yeah, uh, uh, it will be should be dry out there. Is
2: I that think. a dunk, Is that a Dunn, Clark? Uh, Clark may not know. I don't know. I think that's done. I'm dunk. not sure.
0: I would think, I th- I would think uh,
1: well, I don't know, for, yeah, I football,
0: for football in the fall, it might not be that. Yeah, I, I mean, baseball for sure would be. Yeah, yeah I think
2: dumb. it's got one of those ret- retractable domes, I think.
0: We were talking about the State of the Union, uh, according to um, one source. Who did you say this was? Is Bloomberg that uh, found this, that 28% of Americans plan to watch uh, tonight's State of the Union address. I don't know what the norm is. That just seemed really low to me.
2: Yeah, I, I, I thought maybe you know thirty, forty percent, maybe more in an election. That was almost, in almost, almost thirty percent in election year. I thought you know maybe closer closer to half. But um, here's the question: What percentage will watch the whole thing?
0: Two <laughs> percent depends on how much liquors in the house. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. How many people will fall asleep while trying to watch the whole thing? Hmm. Uh, a number of news outlets is now reporting that in New York City. They are paying now again, remember uh, Eric Adams, the mayor of New York, he's all about being a sanctuary city. <laughs> of course, you saw he slept at one of the uh, trying to get the people out of the hotel up there in New York. He slept at one of the uh, shelters. Uh, it was the coldest day of the year, the coldest night of the year. slept at one of the shelters. Oh, it's great over here, come on. But now New York City is paying to ship illegal immigrants up to the Canadian border. Mm. Now, I don't know if they plan to take them over the border. They probably can't. They probably, it's, I mean, I guess they couldn't. At that at that point, you'd be illegally smuggling illegals across another border. Please but don't. the hope is they'll cross the border themselves. I'll take them over to Alberta, see how that works yeah. out in
2: Canada. A little bit, it'll be a little colder. Than,
0: well, here's, the, here's the other question, too. Is 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 Canada Canada going to be as lax? as the United States is with letting these illegals come on, come on up to Canada. I I can't imagine unless,
2: you know, I I don't know, are there any sanctuary cities close to the border on the eastern side? I guess, what, Ontario's, I don't know how far away. Well,
0: you you would think with, you know, goofball Trudeau, you know, blackface Trudeau, that uh, he'd he'd be all about. Yeah, dump him off at his doorstep. Yeah. So, um, Corrine Jean-Pierre. This woman is really, I'm sorry, but she's really bad at her job. What they, happened? And they made any Chia Pet dolls
2: of her yet. <laughs> I mean, really. Yeah, you know, they make them for Trump. You know, They made them for Trump,
0: Obama, and you know, a lot of people that have. You know, she, she would, a uh, Chia Pet would look more realistic on her than anybody. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, the uh, whole balloon deal came up again. And a lot of hot air. <laughs> she just, my gosh, she just stumbles all over the place. A reporter asked her, how is it possible that this administration discovered at least three previous balloons that flew over the United States under the previous administration, but the Trump officials didn't know anything that, that it was happening? How did that happen? Cut two. here's her answer.
1: How is it possible that this administration discovered Um, at least three previous balloons that flew over the U.S. under the previous administration, but Trump officials didn't know it was happening? Yeah, so, look, I think that, uh, and we have talked about this before, about how... Uh, when it um, when the PRC government surveillance balloons uh, transited uh, the continental U.S. briefly at least three times as you just mentioned during the president's uh, prior administration and once that we know of the beginning of this administration uh, but never for this duration of time as we know Uh, this information was discovered prior to the administration uh, left Uh, but uh, the intelligence community as I said is prepared to give uh, give, uh, briefings to Key officials, uh, but this is something. This is something. Sorry, post, But this is something that we we they did not they were not aware of as as we just laid out. <laughs>
0: that that is the biggest bunch of nothing I've ever heard in my life.
2: Yeah, you know, as critical as I can be for her because she's not she's just not very good. But she's got a tough job because yeah you know go out and lie to these people. The administration came out and and you know told this bold-faced lie, knowing that. I mean, they should have known. And you know, Joe Biden's not making that decision. His chief of staff, or his uh, um, deputy chief of staff, or maybe maybe Anthony Blinken, which is is what, um, is he Secretary of State. Yeah, Secretary, yeah, Secretary of State. State. Yeah. But Biden's not making a decision because I mean, he I mean, he's not coherent to make a decision on much. But I mean, they should have known. I mean, that's like a rookie mistake. No, yeah. I mean, they should have known it was e- that's easily checked. I mean, you had every single person. In the Trump administration, and they're not Trumpers. Some of them hey, you take for, uh, what's his name, a uh, little, little thick mustache guy, gray hair, Bolt, John Bolton. John Bolton. John Bolton. I mean, he came out and denied. He hates Trump. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and he was, what, at the time, he was, uh, what, national... Uh, defense uh what was he? national intelligence, wasn't it? Something like yeah, that. Yeah. But uh I mean it quickly came out and was rebunked and they had to backtrack so I mean she had a she had a tough job. I mean basically what she meant uh you know she really meant well,
0: you know, we're caught in a lie, but you know But she comes out and says, I mean, even after they even after she knew all this that it had been debunked, she comes out and says that the Trump administration knew this prior to them leaving office, and then you hear somebody in the background saying that wasn't that was post. Oh yeah, a uh, post post. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant to say. I mean, just like she tried to she tried to get by and, and with a lie. And look, for how many how many months and years have liberals lied? And everybody in that press room, with the exception of somebody like Peter Ducey, sits there and just keeps their mouth shut. And interestingly somebody I don't know who it was, I don't know maybe it was Peter Ducey, but somebody corrected her and said, Well no, no, that was not prior, that
2: was post. Well the thing that amazes me about her I mean it, it is a hard job. I mean I know it's a hard job, but for, she, she you you gotta keep track of your lies. That's why it's hard. Well not only that, but but there's also uh you know, she'll talk about topics that, that she's you know, she goes flip goes through her notebook and reads reads from the topical sheet and she will mispronounce words and I'm not saying I'm the greatest at the King of English. I'm not. But she will mispronounce words from this, from the standpoint. If you knew just anything, anything about that topic, I mean anything, you wouldn't make that mistake. So, so she doesn't know anything about the topics, and then she's going out there unprepared. So. She's just, she's just terrible. Okay. I mean, we all know why she's got her job. She likes women, and she's black. I mean, hate saying say it. I mean, she, no, really. I mean, she, no. I just, I just enjoy how you
0: sugarcoat it. I mean,
2: I she, she checked, she, she checked two boxes for the Democrats. That's all they care
0: about is checking boxes. Well, they went on to ask her, "Is this the first Chinese spy balloon that the U.S. identified flying over the United States uh, under this administration?" Cut three. Um, this
1: is the first Chinese balloon. That the U.S. identified flying over U.S. airspace under this administration. Um, so what I can say is that um, we have talked about uh, the China's and, uh, China's balloon program. Uh, we have um, uh, generally on this uh, the Chinese surveillance balloons program uh, has been around for some time. We even uh, we even briefed Congress this past August. Uh, so I don't have any specific on any other balloon during this uh, during, uh, during this president's administration.
0: She asked a yes or no question.
1: <laughs> I mean, a
0: simple "I don't know" would have been less embarrassing than what you said. And look, full disclosure:
2: if she, you know, I, I don't care that she likes women. I don't care that she's black. I don't care if she had three heads, one of them with a unicorn sticking out of it. If she's the best at the job, I don't care about those things. It's just that the Democrats, that's all they care about. They check boxes. It's checking boxes.
0: Intersectionality. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, that's what they live by is intersectionality. Everything's about
2: labels. That's all it is for them.
0: Daryl Issa, who serves on the House Foreign Affairs Committee, was, to say the least, unimpressed by the Biden administration's classified briefing on the China spy balloon and blasted the briefing as unspecific, insufficient, and backward-looking. So they, they went into one of these skiffs. You know, this was a top-secret uh, deal. And, I, again, he was very general in his, in his comments on the presentation. But he said, quote, What I took away from this briefing confirmed that this administration, and not the previous one, had plenty of advance warning of an escalating Chinese espionage uh, espionage program, failed to act, and now has humiliated this country on the world stage, ISA said. Uh yeah, wasn't it funny uh, to see?
2: You know, all last week the how the Democrats and then when they finally you know blew it up, how the Democrats just make you know made such light of this. You compare it, look, they they can't gather any more data than than Google Earth, which is absolute nonsense. And you know, then when they finally decided to shoot it down, uh, what was it Saturday? You know, Biden. You know, by, I mean, oh, you can. I can't, write, he I can, can't help himself. I can write his script. He comes out. He's going to put on his tough guy aviator sunglasses. You know, Joe, Joe. Cool. <laughs> That's what he did. I, I'm surprised he didn't have his leather jacket on. You know, he's pull up in
0: his Corvette and said, "Yeah, I shot the son of a bee down." You know, uh, I mean, he uh, all but uh.
2: said that. And well,
0: I I, I had a question yesterday. How long will he go tonight before he brags about shooting down the balloon? <laughs> I predict in the first five minutes. But, um, listen, they, uh, the other the other thing is, they, they, well, we couldn't shoot it down until it was safe for everybody on the ground. Have you never been up in an – I mean, look, Joe Biden has been on an airplane plenty of times. My dad flew and had a private aviation, and so he had a single-engine a single engine plane, and we'd fly low. But, my gosh, if you look at the path that this balloon was on after it came into the country, Idaho, goes out of Montana, comes down, there is so – there's just – thousands of square miles that's uninhabited in this in this country yeah, but I I come off a little
2: different. Than that everybody says, well, man, there's plenty of open land in Montana or wherever you name. But you know, I about if I'm a rancher out there and the damn thing falls on my 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 barn with my horses
0: in it or something. No, well, I'm saying, you no, know, they could have they could have picked plenty of spaces that are go up in a private planning and go over the the mountains that here on the east coast. Or I mean, there are literally hundreds and hundreds of miles that it's just woods, and it's just mountain. I mean, there's plenty of places they could have taken that down and not interfered with any rancher or any houses or any towns. Well, the thing about it is, and, they, and they've reported this,
2: they knew it when it hit territorial waters on the west coast up near Alaska. Yeah, they could have Sh- taken it shoot down it, there. Shoot it down then. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if that doesn't tell China, don't bring your mess over here, I mean, what else does? Shoot it as soon as it gets in our territories. we got to take a time out. Stay with us.
0: More news and views coming up.
1: after being here 37 years to tell people what the American people think. Uh, And I don't. I can't swear I do. I know what I
0: think. I think I know what they think, but I'm not sure what they think. (laughs) This is Eastern Carolina News and Views. Welcome back in. I was watching uh, Fox News the other night, and Byron Daniels, or Donalds, I should, Byron Donalds, the uh, black congressman from Florida. I don't know who he played football for in college or high school. That guy is huge. He was <laughs> he was on there with a guy that I guess was fairly small, but uh, he's standing next to him. I mean, he did the guy looked like a giant compared to him. I'm, I'm trying. to see. Actual, well, he, I guess the guy must have been really small because I'm looking at his stats here. He's only he's only five ten. <laughs> was it F. Chuck Todd? No, it wasn't. <laughs> Robert Reich? Maybe no. Um, Speaking of Byron Donalds, though, there is... um, By the way, the theme for the whole week, it seems like it is... Well, it's only Tuesday. But um, there is no argument, there is no issue where progressives won't use racism to try to win the argument, to try to vilify their political opponents. I mean, nothing. The official Twitter account for the Democrats on the House Oversight and Accountability Committee, who would have thought... That, that committee would have their own Twitter account, but apparently they do. Um, they came out and accused Republicans on the committee of spreading, quote, white nationalist conspiracy theories for <laughs> highlighting the major problems at the border, the U.S.-Mexican border. <clears throat> the tweet said, Good morning and good luck to everyone except at GOP oversight members. We're using today's hearing to amplify white nationalist conspiracy theories instead of a comprehensive solution to protect our borders and strengthen our immigration system. This was what the tweet said. Uh, to that, Byron Daniels, I keep Donald's. calling Daniels Donald. Donalds. Up? Do I know a Byron <clears throat> Daniels? But I keep calling him that. Byron Donalds. Uh, this is cut one. This is what he had to say.
1: Mr. Chairman, real quick, and I apologize. I know the proceedings of the committee room. I'm just going to cut to the chase from my colleagues on the other side of the aisle who want to state that uh, we're using this hearing for white nationalism. I'm not doing that. So if you feel that strongly, come walk up to this side of the room, and let's talk about it face-to-face. Believe that kind of silly stuff for, for somebody else. Don't bring that here today. This stuff is serious. I apologize, Mr. Chairman.
0: And by the way, the chairman is James Comer. Uh, To that he said, I don't even know what to say about this, but other than remind everyone of decorum, uh, that it is a violation of House rules and rules of this committee to engage in personalities regarding other members or to question the motives of a colleague. But um, Donald's is, uh, (laughs) if you haven't already figured it out, Donald's is a uh, conservative black American congressman. And uh, so he can say with some pretty strong authority that uh, he is not in this debate over white nationalism. But is, is there anything that progressives won't use the race card <coughs> to uh, try to win the moment? That's all they talk about
2: now. I mean, it, which <laughs> proves to you they've run out of ideas. I mean, oh, their ideas long ago. Work.
0: Long ago. Hey, we've got to take one last time out. We'll be right back. with Tom and Benny on Talk 96.3 and 1037. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez today uh, tried to slow down House Republicans in their push for oil and gas leases. The uh, GOP lawmakers want to find out why the administration have uh, created all kinds of permitting delays and disincentivizing uh, production on federal lands. So, Ocosia-Cortez comes in. I want to put an amendment in there that we require the committee to collect public health data and other impacts of uh, new drilling on federal lands. There's a failure to acknowledge the disproportionate impact of these changes they have on communities of color and other frontline communities. Um, First of all, how many of these places, these drill sites, how many of them are out in the boondocks where there is no community at all? (laughs) Secondly... um, Everybody knows your tactic is to delay. Uh, Republicans immediately said, "No, I don't think so." Now she's she's wanting to, you know, her her argument is this is you know this harms health. To which, uh, kudos to Matt Rosendale, who's from Montana, is in the House. He said, how can you ignore the millions of people around the earth that have clean water, indoor plumbing, lights, electricity provided to them, making their lives better, extending, literally extending their lifespan, lifting them out of poverty because they have access to electricity that's been provided by coal and other fossil fuels. It simply can't be ignored. Their lives are better. Thomas Tiffany of Wisconsin passed... pressed on that point, rather, by saying if her amendment would require a study of all health impacts, good, bad, or are they just going to be the bad impacts? To which she basically said, well, you know, we want to study, you know, this cause cancer, this cause other kinds of problems. And she was saying she's got all kinds of people that can come in, and when they are drilling for, for, you know, fossil fuels that, uh, you know, they have a hard time breathing. I mean, who knows what she was making up. But, uh, yeah, you know, that is is a great in your, you know, so often Republicans will cower when some liberal makes a comment like this. But uh, what a great response. No, no, uh, fossil fuels do not make health worse. Make fossil fuels improve our lifestyle, improve our ability to stay warm. Quite frankly, I mean, fortunately it's been a relative, in this part of the world, it's been a relatively warm winter. And apparently, even over in Europe, it was warmer than what a lot of people predicted. But, uh, man, progressives never lose opportunity.
2: You know, about the only thing AOC will offer tonight, State of the Union, Just, let's, see, let's Google here. <clears throat> what will AOC wear at State of the Union? <laughs> um, hmm. Actually, it talks about the last state of the union. So I guess I guess that's not a big deal this time. You know, well, she wore white or gold or some uh, whatever. What?
0: She'll, she'll have something flamboyant.
2: And, and, look, the cameras will beam on her like she's some important person or something. I mean, that just goes to show you American politics is about sizzle.
0: Yeah, not uh, unfortunately, but true. Anyway, uh, tomorrow uh, we're going to start out our... Uh, News and Views, with an interview from uh, an individual from the Heritage Foundation who's a uh, guru on uh, State of the Union speeches, so uh, we'll look forward to talking to him. Uh, Lots to to talk about tomorrow as it is a, well, I don't know, maybe it will all be about... uh, Joe Biden falling asleep in the middle of his own speech. I that bet it would be fun.
2: I bet McCarthy doesn't tear up his speech like uh, Pelosi
0: did. <laughs> no, he's, he's not that classless. No. Pelosi, yes. McCarthy, no. Uh, well, it'll be an interesting one tonight. Hey, Thanks for being with us. We'll do it again tomorrow at 5. We'll see you then. Bye-bye, everybody. all right. All right all-